Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're doing it again. YA book club. Yeah. We're here to talk about um, A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Maas. These horny fairies are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know exactly what happens in those books, but I'm given to believe there are some, shall we say, libidinous sprites. Now, I don't know why I was coy with the second <laughs> description when I just kind of... No, I need you to keep going and find as many okay. versions of this you can say. Sure, sure. Additional. These uh, prurient pixies... <laughs> <laughs> to be clear we have read no books uh for this podcast Period. and we never will no come um, on i don't even know how to read yeah i'll <laughs> <laughs> just guesses at the rotten tomato scores alice gets no. really mad that the whole the whole reason uh a little bit of uh, behind behind the curtain for you listeners the whole reason that alice gets mad when movies have different like languages and they don't like mix them well and mm-hmm. like they don't uh you know do, track like wh- when somebody should be speaking one language versus another uh because alex has actually learned how to speak every language on the planet um because he does not know how to read right uh, he's <laughs> yeah. had to he's put all his communication points into verbal only <laughs> um so it's very important to him that movies uh rely slowly on the language and not the subtitles so yeah he's the world's first illiterate polyglot yes and they all said i was a fool for trying you know what i say i watched the divergent series insurgent so yeah i am the fool i was hoping you were going to say something in like mandarin that you're just (laughs) (laughs) what do they say Uh, alex (laughs) i I want to i want to photoshop i want to photoshop alex's face onto a a big picture of like an old timey circus sign that's like see the you know it's got the yeah see the incredible magician and and uh the eight foot man and the illiterate polyglot <laughs> shouts a lot see, of languages and then someone shows him a book and he's like i can't read that i got see, what, 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 what uh, did they say is it isn't king kong the eighth wonder of the world well yeah. i'm the ninth wonder <laughs> 8.5 but okay. i can't tell all these curvy letters but <laughs> Mautze means hat. <laughs> Sombrero. Uh, so, something, something, joke about me owning all the Ian Fleming Bond books, but Shackle. never actually reading them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it explains well, a lot, really. Uh, <laughs> Alex, tell us, tell us the numbers you can't read about Insurgent. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, we're already... Breaking the, the the joke here, uh, the Divergent series Insurgent from 2015, directed by uh, oh I had his name up because it's it's Snake Eyes Boy Robert, Robert Schwentka. yeah Robert you Schwentka. said that better than yes. I would have. Um, it has a 28 percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 58 percent audience score. Wow, it's it's a little harsh. I grant you. Really I'm a little up. worried looking at the next movie scores. Well, is Divergent the highest rated of the three? Yeah. I yeah, don't feel too they, bad then. <laughs> they, they all just fall down. Yeah, I, I do think this is a stronger film than um, 
than Divergent. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just, well, after I do the synopsis, just spoil the very ending because I need to okay. talk about it. It's important okay. to me. But first, okay. I will read to you, because uh, I can do that, in English, the synopsis for uh, Insurgent, which reads thus. Now on the run from Janine. <laughs> that, can't, mean can't old, even. that mean old secretary. <laughs> um, and the rest of the power-hungry erudites. Triss and Four... Search for allies and answers in the ruins of Chicago. <laughs> they must find out what Triss's family sacrificed their lives to protect, and why the erudites will do anything to stop them. Side by side, Triss and Four face one seemingly insurmountable challenge after another, as they unravel the secrets of the past and, ultimately, the future of their world. So here's the thing about the very ending, because it might be my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, Kate Winslet dies. And here's the thing. Kate Winslet, so so a lot of, we'll actually get into how the plot goes. But they basically, they've they've broken into this big secret and learned that there is actually a civilization beyond the walls. Uh, I did not realize previously that they thought Chicago was the last vestige of humanity. <laughs> I That was new to me in this movie. I must not have been paying attention. But I mean, it already is, so. <laughs> that's really not amen. A, a Repeat big... the three-peat. Look, we already established in the last episode being God. Like we're we've, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. We've, we've, we've established this. That's why it's so important that they make the bear a successful restaurant. Is because they're like, this is this is it. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're the last generation. Um, but they they realize that like there's something else out there. Janet McTeer's hologram told us so, and so you see this this shot of all these people rushing towards the wall to go out into the future and and see what awaits them. And uh, from her prison, overlooking all this, Kate Winslet uh, says, it's been over 200 years. Who knows what's out there? And then Naomi Watts shows up behind her with a gun, puts a gun to her head and says, you'll never find out. Bang! Written by Akiva Goldsman. Amazing. <laughs> it's very good. It's just amazing. I, I, I forgot that that's where the Akiva Goldsman credit popped up. Yeah. That is perfect. <laughs> that is so good. And I also, part of that makes me happy because I bet Nomi and Kate had a lot yes. of fun together. I don't know if they've worked together otherwise. I bet they had a good day just hanging out. They they both seem like really fun people. But also, it's just such a like, dang, all right, cool. Movie's over. Yeah. Thanks, Akiva. Uh, yeah. This this movie, uh, I don't know. I have no transition. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I just needed to get that out there. But I agree. I agree. Um, this movie feels so much more like a movie than the last one. It does. Um, it feels so much more like, I imagine this is total. Again, I have not looked up. I think I said I would look up stuff about the books and I still have not. So in the next episode, all will be revealed. We'll we'll go back and, and tally up the scores on how people feel these movies actually did adapting the books. I would suspect this one probably makes a lot of changes. Sure. Um, I can't think of anything in particular that sticks out to me that, I would like make a guess at, but I just, I have a feeling that this is probably one where they were like, Oh no, we can't do all that. And like trimmed a lot, streamlined a lot. I could be wrong. Maybe it's, maybe it works out perfectly, but like this feels like it is a story paced for a movie and it is adapted from a book and not right. reading from a book. Um, There's, there's like three more or less distinct acts. Um, there's there's a general buildup of how things go down 
a lot of characters, I think, track and, like, get more screen time effectively. Like, they kind of pace out how everyone gets to be involved. Um, and, like, there's genuinely interesting stuff um, throughout the kind of big overarching plot is that Kate Winslet apparently was trying to find uh, a special box, uh, which, Britain, as you said, eventually is revealed to have the message that actually everyone's out there. This is a whole experience. This was a, a fallout vault, if you will. <laughs> this yeah. is an experiment. Once you have produced a divergent strong enough to pass this test, uh, you have proven your civilization is, is able to go out into the great beyond and join the rest of us. Um, Which I have questions about. Sure. Sure. But that's interesting. And that, mm-hmm. and there's like, I, I think I said in the last one that I was very confused about, Kate Winslet's plan being to just like actually murder everyone in abnegation. <laughs> um, and this, I think does a good job of having it be like, well, I'm still unclear why they left her or <laughs> like why they didn't stay around in the last one to try and fix things. But in this one, regardless, um, they established that uh, Janine Kate Winslet has uh, managed to kind of turn the narrative around so that everyone thinks, okay, Actually, that was like uh, Shalene Woodley's fault, and it's the divergence. Yeah, it's all about the divergence. Divergent, uh, sort of anti-divergent sentiment has never been higher. Um, you know, it's all we we have to stop this. And I found this box, and this box is going to give us the power to do something. It's going to tell us about what to do about the divergence, or it's it's hard, I think, a little bit to track what exactly Janine thinks it's going to do. It it almost to me, it kind of feels like she has an idea of what it's going to be and she's trying to get it for herself so that then whatever is in there does not get out. I mean, I, controlling information, like, that's fine. Yeah, well, because once um, she learns what it is, she's like, destroy it. Don't tell anybody that this is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, so, not sure exactly what she's hoping to get from it, but she is very determinedly, determinedly trying to uh, sort of run through divergence uh, getting them to take this test that kills them uh, in order to find somebody who can pass it. So it's an interesting, like, again, we've set up different characters. There's, there's like plots going underneath mostly. I mean, like Janine um, is maintaining this background plot and that's kind of convert converging uh, with the uh, (laughs) divergent (laughs) plot line um, Ah. where they're trying to figure out like, okay, what are these where are these divergents we got to capture them because we don't like them anyway oh wait they're actually these this works out because she's the one who has to take the test um you have um ansel algort and miles teller now have kind of a little more prominent roles and have more to do um where they they both kind of betray uh tris and four um and that leads to different things for their characters so like there's a lot more going on here that's like yeah this is a compelling movie to watch it is more i think interesting scene to scene like it actually carries you through the scene um and you kind of get it i'm i'm probably going to come across sounding really positive on this i don't want to like over overdo that and then give the grade at the end and be like it's actually not like a very high grade, but I, I, I think just looking at the last movie and looking at this movie, I am a lot happier with how this seems to have been adapted and, and like put together. Yeah, it is a, a steadier and sturdier yes. movie overall. And I think that it, it 
it, it again is starting to gesture at some more interesting ideas about like propaganda stuff that again you know hunger games did better mm-hmm. um with discussing how regimes use the media and communication to wage a war um and turn uh public opinion um that was basically what mocking jay part one was about yeah. and that was very interesting um so you know it's 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 still not great but it is just an overall sort of like more capable movie mm. i'll be honest uh, most of this movie is out of my brain so uh <laughs> i am sort of remembering it as i go here because i watched this like a week ago <laughs> but, but i i say that to mean i don't have a whole lot of positive energy but i don't necessarily sure. have a whole lot of negative energy either i yeah. do think this is at least like a slight step up from the first one yeah i do but it almost feels like just by virtue of the fact that it's not having to do the world building that the yes. first one tried and failed to do. It's just like, okay, we have somewhat opened the doors and can kind of just tell a story now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's still, it does. I, I'll say it doesn't like plug in many of the holes that were present sure. in the last, like we had all sorts of questions about the world building and like how none of it really makes any sense. This movie doesn't really deal with that. It's more just like, okay, now it's just like a, a chase yeah, action story now. Don't worry about it so much, um, which is fine. I'm glad it kind of, you know, strips it down, gives it a little bit of structure and kind of, you know, almost sticks with like bare bones plotting. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the last one, which just wanders around for a while in training <laughs> and, uh, very very vague world building and then a plot happens in the last 20 minutes um so yeah so was anybody surprised that caleb betrayed them because i was not (laughs) that's one thing i was confused by um and just so i'm clear uh, caleb is is miles teller right ansel elgort oh miles teller is peter and miles (laughs) and miles teller as i I understand it betrayed them but he was like a mole he because when he flips around to help them later Forrest seems to be in on it Forrest seems to be like yeah all right now our plan can continue i think with him it's more um opportunistic yeah is the vibe i got maybe maybe so maybe they're i mean but they're they're all kind of winging it as they go so you know you could kind of read it either way um but yeah, yeah Miles. that would that would kind of be the way that I would have to read it for that to make any yeah. sort of sense, because there's no way like they would plan yeah. like all that to because he didn't because um, Ford didn't know that that uh, Tris was going to yes. go there oh, in the true. first place. Like she makes a whole big deal about like, I can't tell him I have to just leave. And then he's super mad and like it, tries to follow her. And the movie kind of implies that there is a choice on Miles Teller's part because um there's a part of the simulation where Shaleen Woodley sees him and chooses not to kill him, um, get, has mercy on him and keeps going. And he sees that even though it wasn't a real thing, he sees that. And then that sort of like weighs on his conscious and they talk about it a little bit. And it's like, okay, he, yeah. Okay. He, he decided to do the right thing in the end. Yeah. Um, Thank you for clarifying, Britain. Uh, now I know <laughs> names of people in this movie. Well, I mean, it's the same problem that we have with the last one. Uh, what was it, Al and Will? It's like I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. They've know. They've stuck around longer, so we have more opportunities right. to pick up their names. But well, I, still I mean, at least, at least this one, like I recognize the actors. So if you give me the actor name, I know who we're right. talking about. Right. right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
regarding Caleb Ansel Elgort, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was, I, I don't, I don't have any investment in these characters. I got to be perfectly honest. He was like just it. such a little wimp, and he runs like a silly little freak. He's just like. I really wish he ran like that in the entire last like act of sure. Baby Driver. Like when he run through the mall and everything. If he was running like that, yeah, that's probably a, also that's probably a character run. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And so Elgort probably just like really got into it. It's like, how would he run? How would this yeah. how this would guy who has no it? backbone? How would he yeah. ambulate? But um, uh yeah, I, I that to me I'm gonna, was not I'm I'm all. really excited uh, to announce our new band, the Ambulating Erudites. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be a new album coming out in 2024. So, so uh, each episode we're gonna come up with a new band name. Last one was so. the Four Dylan Minettes. I forgot about that. Sure. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, but yeah, no, I I think with him, he kind of is just very funny to me. Uh, the character and the performance is very like okay yeah i can't like, I'm gonna, do it i'm gonna go now there's a part where he's um on the train uh earlier on they're they're fighting a bunch of factionless people on a train and he sort of gets one person off his back and then he sees somebody else attacking uh his sister shailene woodley and then and killing her <laughs> like, yeah and like coming very that. close to killing her and he's just kind of standing there it's not like yeah uh, uh what, what what should i like it's not like a there's not really a, a hesitation to like do anything he's kind yeah. of just watching right and it's like i don't I, yeah i can't read what you're you're feeling here and then they have like a little bit of a confrontation about it that does not really get focused on uh after that and then he just is like i'm i'm gonna go now i'm gonna <laughs> I, I, strong I, I got i don't i don't want to do this that doesn't I'm sound not. fun on Mystery Science Theater, whenever a character shows up who's kind of like a nerdy, kind of wormy character, um, they will go, usually it's Servo, but all of them will go, uh, uh, no, I can't. Uh, and that's just kind of the sound they make. <laughs> yes. That's Caleb. It actually this, fits very well. In this movie, when he, just a lot of him looking at each other going, in the, in the, in the, like, erudite lab when he shows up again. <laughs> and it's just like, again, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're back to this. How? I don't, 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 don't want to be in a revolution. I want to write poetry and act. Where where does he leave off at the end of this? Ah. He is jailed, I believe. Is, is that what happened? Yeah, because he like fully goes, he drinks the Kool-Aid full yeah. on. Yeah. Peter kind of bounces around and does actually help him. I gotta say, Miles Teller I thought was very good in this. Yeah. Um, I, I think... It might be one of the better performances in the movie. Um, it just works. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where just the technique is really strong. Um, he hits the comedy effectively. Like he, all the transitions and stuff work really well. I thought he was was quite good in this. Uh, I was mostly just distracted because uh, the latter half of the movie, after he's joined Janine, um, they give him a, a Fantastic Four costume. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> It was like a, is this a year before? It's the same year, isn't it? Same year as Fan Forstick, and he's he's got a better outfit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Seriously. And a better if you movie. Seen, if, I mean, yeah. Just technically speaking, yes. It, 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 it hold, I can say this is a movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, beginning, middle, end. Um, 
<laughs> go and look at some screenshots of his outfit. Well, it's it, <laughs> he looks like Mr. Fantastic. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Reader. Um uh I I still don't quite get the the world building in this. Um, cause I was confused about what exists inside the wall versus outside the wall and like where the train goes and like, right. are all the factions inside the wall or just some of them? And then, yeah, I thought um, Amity went outside the wall to farm. Right. That's what I thought. I like, don't know. They just yes. go just a little, maybe it's like on I think uh, Game of Thrones where there's just like, there's this little area we explore. You can, yeah, you can sort of foray, but you do not yeah, go out into the great beyond. I don't necessarily want to th- t- dock off points in this movie because a lot of this stuff should just have been made clear in the first yeah. movie. But the geography on where each of the factions is located and like what is Chicago proper, like the city itself versus like, oh, that's like the no-go area. Like when, when the... When the um, the Dauntless are training and they're going into the city in the first movie. Like, I thought that that was all, like, outside the wall. Nobody goes out there, just us, like, we're training. Yeah. yeah. Is is that no. not the case? No, they're or? in the city. They're, okay. The city is all inside the wall, and then... Okay. Which I'm not clear on what the wall is made of. It doesn't look very sturdy. <laughs> it looks like telephone poles. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, it, yeah. Like antenna looks, and stuff. Right. Um... Un- unsure but um yeah it seems like most of chicago is abandoned and there's just like the factions have set up in in, in places yeah that kind of is the vibe <laughs> i as i understand it at this point yeah there's abnegation okay. tower yes well no they well, don't have a tower any that tower yes yes abnegation hovel candor Britain, were you starting to pick up Blinks. on the faction names a bit more this time sure, yeah candor gets like a nice uh pristine they- like with with corners as sharp as Daniel Day Kim's cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it still takes me a couple of seconds at any time one of them is mentioned for me to to like reorient myself and like yeah. wait which one is this? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm starting to get it. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk, Alex, about Marcus? About Ray Stevenson and his yeah. Story? So much like the first one, this has a stacked cast. And it's just a lot of people whose talent is being completely and utterly wasted, aside from maybe Miles Teller in this case. Um, Ray Stevenson in particular, I laughed very hard when he died. Um, I know he passed Remind away recently. I know he passed away recently, oh. and that's terrible. Like, rest in peace. Because um, I really do like him in a lot mm-hmm. of stuff He's that good, I've seen yeah. him in. He might be my favorite Punisher. Hard to say. Maybe we'll do them at some point. But, like, I really thought, you know, coming out of that first movie, I thought, okay, we're going to go somewhere with his character, and there's going to be some yeah. sort of, like, him and four are going to butt heads more, and maybe they're going to reconcile. Maybe I think the- he was, like, going to be a lieutenant to Janine or something. Uh, yeah, or, or something was going to happen. But, no, he's like, I I am the leader at, of abnegation. I have rights. And then they just shoot him. Yeah. And this is the opening him. act. And Snoke, yeah. <laughs> when does that... I do not remember. <laughs> it's when um, uh, Dauntless, or when Eric, when Jack Courtney comes to be mean to Octavia Spencer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they flush out all the folks in uh, Amity. Totally forgot about that. 
But I, I was, I was, that genuinely caught me by surprise, but not in a good way. I was like, really? Are we just doing <laughs> yeah. that? It's just, we have no place for this guy. So we, we'll just off him. Yeah. Ah, that, that made yeah. no sense to me. <laughs> but now four is better. He doesn't, yeah. he's, he only has he's three fears now. <laughs> That's true. He only has three <laughs> fears now. <laughs> If he had renamed himself to three. <laughs> well, I got to get scared of something else. Uh, Beatles. I, 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 I did also laugh very hard because Naomi Watts plays his mother. Yes. And they have a whole argument about whether or not he should go by his birth name or four. And him, it's kind of the same thing that I had with, I don't think Shailene Woodley is very good at delivering action dialogue. And she says, I am a divergent in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it's laugh, laughable. Um, he, he like screams, I go by four, or he has some line like that. And I, <laughs> I laughed thoroughly throughout the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. The movie is so earnest in like, but like it, that's it, when it has moments like that. It is kind of the best of a bad situation for right. me, where it's like I'm not enjoying this movie, but you're giving me that, so whatever. Yeah. Naomi Watts is good. Naomi Watts is, I believe. Let me. I, I checked this. Let me. Let me go back. Let me make sure I have the right numbers before I say something wrong. Um, Theo James is 38. Naomi Watts is 55. Oh wow! So that's that's seventeen. It's it's workable, but Naomi Watts does not look old enough to be his mother in no. this. No, it is. Uh, I was very like I was laughing a lot because I she is amazing, and I was very glad that she was in the movie because it was like that's fun. Um, oh yeah, I love Naomi. Watts. I, and she gets I did to have the comments. It's it's a fun time. Um. But I was like, this does not look, this casting does not, like, is she yeah, a stepmom? Yeah. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> right. I did have the comment to Britain before we uh, uh, started the podcast. Uh, if she weren't in the movie, um, I, I think that middle act would drag very hard. Probably. Yeah. But, like, having that sort of performance, and to me, it's the same with, like, Kate Winslet, where it's like, they're doing their best to elevate substandard material like there's yeah succeeding i think there's nothing on the page there's just like very utilitarian dialogue but like their personalities and their just natural charisma is helping to elevate it kate Kate, Kate winslet is having so much fun she's good in this movie yeah because she's kate winslet yeah she has there's like a moment where it's in one of the times where she's like running tris through a sim and tris like there's some kind of turnaround where Triss like snarks at her or is like, haha, but I'm not actually da, da, da. whatever. So some kind of flip around and Kate Winslet just does a little like, Oh, and she just says that, but it's good. <laughs> it's like, par- it's partially like surprise and partially like, no, come on. I'm Kate Winslet. What are you going to do to me? Um, it's, it's, she got enough screen time in this, not, not to like justify casting Kate Winslet, but like, I, I, if you're a Kate Winslet fan, you actually get to see Kate Winslet do yeah. stuff in this movie. Um, well, it's nice to just be like, no, she is the straight up bad guy now. Yeah. Like yeah. she is she is the antagonist of the movie as opposed to hour and a half of training and, and bad world building. OK, now she's the bad guy. 
No, I, I thought she was she was a lot of fun because she's she's playing it very business like. She's playing it very matter of factly. Like she doesn't seem evil so much as she does calculating. Sure. Um, more like this is what has to be done, so we're gonna do it. Like she does. I'm glad they don't have her like suddenly break and start screaming. You know, to be like, well, now my veneer is cracked and I'm actually insane. No, she's just she's great. Yeah, and Emmy Watts uh, is awesome. You also get like Octavia Spencer for a scene. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Always good to see Octavia Spencer. It's a better use of her than Halloween Two. Agreed. But she still gets basically nothing. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't think she dies. At least I think she. Lives. No, I think they spare her. Uh, we'll see if she shows up in Allegiant Part One. Ooh. I do not remember her in Halloween Two, and I also don't think I. Re- you were talking about the um, Rob Zombie Halloween Two. Yeah. Yes. I She's like a nurse that dies early on. Okay. I don't think in I remember ho- anything about Halloween 2, so that's probably part of it. She's in, she's in the hospital dream sequence. We'll leave it at that. I don't remember <laughs> a hospital dream <laughs> Like I said, a we'll leave it sim. at that. <laughs> Is so in the com- Halloween universe? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Michael Myers destroyed the world. <laughs> no. I was going to say, with how <laughs> miserable... With how just like dark, cynical, and miserable that world is, like I could see it going post-apocalypse, like like that. The the nuclear war was initially started because uh, a country had information that Michael Myers was in another country. It was like we 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 can't pass up this chance, and then it just Michael Myers, (laughs) and then he's fine. Yeah, he's still out there somewhere. That's why presidents. The president's <clears throat> sitting there with the big red button, and Loomis is right behind him. You gotta press it six times, <laughs> and then <laughs> no, you don't understand. He has si- I have six fears. <laughs> it's Michael Myers, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, bears, Michael Myers, and my father. <laughs> it's great because in the in Allegiant, when they're out in the in the in the outworld. They see like a, a skeleton with a Hawaiian shirt and it was Weird Al. <laughs> um, from Halloween too. Uh, this movie also recognized that Naomi Watts looks amazing in this movie, and they were like, "We got to balance this out somehow. How do we balance out Naomi Watts looking this good? We got to bring out the big guns and get Daniel Day Kim mm-hmm. in here, one of the most handsome men on earth. Get in there, D Day. Do some work." Be be handsome and like stoic. You're great. Yes. Good old I, Daniel Day Kim. I like that there is a big stunt casting for like each faction head. Yeah, I think that's a good a good balance. Um, am I missing one? Uh, well, because Dauntless, I guess, would be closer to be Jai Courtney, which is maybe iffy. But... <laughs> stunt casting for us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kate Winslet, Nemi Watts, uh, Ray Stevenson, and Ray Stevenson, and that. like I, I like that there's like here's a real actor. Yeah, know, who is yeah. like the person that's gonna be? You know, we want <laughs> some real who... actor. Here's Kate Winslet, Naomi Watts, Octavia Spencer, and Jai Courtney. <laughs> Courtney Sorry. is is the odd man out, but he's also uh, but also again, doing the work. Maybe doing he's the best. Our I've odd man out. Doing. Yes, yeah. yeah, he is our odd man. Um, he gets a. <laughs> Which is also another pitch for a band name. He does. Does he do the kind of running that he does in this movie? And I think it may have been in the last movie too that I'm thinking of. That he does. He do that kind of running in Terminator. Or whatever. Does he get a chance to run like that? Because he could be a Terminator. 
Yeah. He could play a Terminator. He plays Kyle Reese. And Alex? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I made that argument when we did Genesis. I was like, the way he bulks up for that movie, okay. he should just be a Terminator. It makes no sense. I, I'll stop talking. I'm sorry. But I specifically <laughs> noticed him running at one point. I, I was I like, that's the Terminator run. That I, is I the run. I don't recall any moments, because I think there's a couple bits towards the beginning of Genesis where he's running, but I don't know if we get like a long like tracking shot where you yeah. can like see his like, form, so to speak. I think there's a thing in this movie early on where he's tracking down, trying to run down the train um, yeah. for a second. I, I could be wrong. I, I There's some moment in one of these where I'm like, that's the that's the like, I do never remember any of the Terminators things, but in Terminator 2, whatever the second generation terminator is like yeah. it's the exact same run i'm like yeah they, yeah. they really should have just used him as a terminator in that um he gets a uh he he's kind of the mini boss for the first part of the movie he's trying to track them down and then eventually they uh turn the tables on him um he's about to shoot a little girl <laughs> at yeah. one point which is like okay and they never show what happens to her which is mildly yeah, concerning true. to me um does but, he die does that go any yes yes that's what i was getting to is that okay um he's kind of the task force that is trying to track them down because i think the rest of dauntless is now just factionless yes and so they're all with the factionless but jai courtney and some of the crew that i've defected are working directly for kate winslet um and so he's trying to he he disrupts amity at the beginning they've taken a bunch of tank car things and apparently shoot uh theo theo james's dad um <laughs> sure um but then like he's kind of a consistent threat he's trying to keep track of them they break into candor um and then candor realizes what's going on and turns the tables on him and, and stops him basically after he's confirmed that uh shaylee woodley is the 100 percent divergent yeah. person um and uh jay corny gets this like uh i i've made my peace uh with with my gods of you <laughs> like I, I there's a specific line and i think i i thought of what i was thinking of um it's not game of thrones but i was thinking it was game of thrones it, it gives me very similar vibes to something along those lines of like a a famous death scene in some other medium but basically he's like i i've made i've dealt with murdering everyone are, are you going to be able to deal with killing me? And then he four does shoot him. So yeah, I have prayed to bean God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's Skyrim. It's Skyrim is what it, the beginning of Skyrim has a, uh, like, uh, I've made, made peace with my gods. Imperial. Have you like that? That quote, whatever the, the wording is, um, <laughs> gave me a very similar vibe. Um, but it's an, it's a good, it's a good, like, you know, staring him down, staring down death. Uh, yeah. Scene for him to go out. He's he's he was a good villain, I think. In these, I agree. So I, I, I'm, I was happy with that. I I was relieved that they didn't shove a love triangle in the movie. I thought they were going to mm -hmm. when they introduced Keenan Lonsdale, who plays Wally West on the Flash TV show. Oh um, yeah. When he shows up and he's kind of like not only flirting, but kind of chatting with Tris about scary boyfriend things, which I kind of like that joke of. Uh, Where's your scary boyfriend? Off doing scary boyfriend things. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of like that, um, which comes back later. Yeah. But they never actually sunk to that level, which I appreciated. A level they did sink to, which I didn't like, was 
showing with bringing Suki Waterhouse into the movie and being like, Britain, look, it's Suki Waterhouse from the six episodes of the Daisy Jones TV show that you watched. And Britain was like, fantastic. Uh, Suki Waterhouse. I can't wait to. Oh, she died. She jumped off a thing and died. <laughs> uh... They saved Zoe Kravitz and the kid, but she's one. She's the suicide. The Suki side. I was wondering about that because she, there were a couple times where I was like, is that someone I know? Like, she looks yeah. like an, like a real, like, again, not, not a real actress. She looks like understand. somebody who like has been in things before. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, She's a, a, a currently, apparently partnered with Robert Pattinson. There you go. Um, but yeah, there is a, I, I think that is a, it, we can kind of get into maybe the third act with this. I think that scene is effective. Um, basically they're all hanging back with the faction list they got out of candor they're like all right we're all ready to take down erudite um just as soon as we figure out how to stop erudite from yeah make controlling us with their minds um because they have inserted all these uh i think is the idea that they shoot everybody with mind control like, darts yeah. um but it won't affect the divergence i think yeah um so it's like the, an upgrade of the the serum they were using the last one, um, and they basically have three people try to kill themselves uh, by jumping off a giant, like very tall railingless balcony that they have in the factionless yeah. uh, headquarters. They're just like, <laughs> where's the uh, where's the Asha inspector dude? You know, uh, didn't they have like the same thing at Dauntless? I mean, everyone's got one. <laughs> Everyone's got an outcropping. Pe- yeah. Society has fallen and people have forgotten that it's bad to fall off of high things. Um, the the old ones decreed that, that, that there would be five factions and each would get their own pride rock. <laughs> um, But yeah, they uh, basically, they it's kind of a, a spooky scene. It's, yeah. it's, it's neat um, where they, all three of the, the people that they're controlling are like uh, Triss must give herself up uh in order to stop the the killings and then they they all try and jump off um and i like that she then makes the choice to be like well i'm gonna go there like it's it's a a lot of the third act does give me harry potter vibes sort of it's like oh you know you got to go give yourself up to the bad guy and this is all part of the revolution and like this is how we we defeat the other person is by uh, going into, you know, being uh, the the better person and not letting anyone else get killed because of you. Um, but I think it's it's well done. And then we kind of get into this final act of Triss being in a simulation and having this uh, continual pattern of tests that she has to get through uh, in order to unlock the fancy box. Um, and this is actually, I think, one of the moments that really made me be like, huh, I'm actually enjoying this a lot, is the uh, part of the simulation where she first gets in there and she's in her abnegation house. Um, or she, I guess she's she's looking outside of it. I don't know. She's, she's near it. And her mother's in there. And then it starts, it catches on fire and starts floating into the air. Oh, yeah. And it's like very kind of freaky, interesting imagery. Like it's just, there's no real explanation. It's not like, oh, it's, you know, on a a crane or anything or like i don't know it, it's just like this is a weird dream you better figure it out um because it just starts like hovering and crashing into buildings and toppling around and, and spinning 
Um, it's a, I think it's a really fun kind of inventive sequence. I, I like that a lot. Uh, that part, that part got to me where I was like, oh, this is different. This is neat. Uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm having a good time with this. Sure. Because isn't it that she doesn't, does she complete all of the other faction? I feel like they, there's one where they're like, oh, you already did that one. They, so she tries to escape with four and that's, it's a fake out. And that's where the, um, yeah. Scary boyfriend things. He says something about scary boyfriend things. And she's like, you weren't part of that conversation. Um, and that's how, I think that's the erudite test that she figures out. So that's where she solves two and one because yeah. that's where she spares Miles Teller. Yes. And that was and then she realizes, oh, hey, I'm in a dream or I'm in a sim. And then it all kind of fades away. So that's where I don't know which specific two that she solves. But I know Amity is the one where she spares Miles Teller. I don't. I don't remember which one is Candor. Maybe I, I don't there, know. there's an I think there's another test in there where she like. Has to give has to admit maybe to her mom maybe it's after that whole dauntless sequence she has to admit to her mom that she's scared or something um and then uh the abnegation one maybe is it that she's already passed i feel like there was one where they went well you already passed that one that was that was the one where they during the process during the breakout sequence she spares miles teller's simulation life uh and then is that that was a test as well um but there's a basically the the whole thing is that she can't resist attacking uh attacking kate winslet and that she fails a simulation and but then i guess she survives because miles teller already put her into a catatonic state with a weird drug yeah um don't worry I, about I it think too much what was supposed to be the it was supposed to be a lethal injection but he used a paralytic instead yeah Some, something like that i don't know well because because she she fails the test and then she dies and then dies apparently and then everyone's like like kate winslet freaks out and then is like well crap uh take her away i guess yeah um <laughs> And then she she wakes up and all of them break out and she's able to continue the simulation because she has to see the truth. Um, and then she has a battle with herself, which is fun. Um, eat your heart out, Avengers Endgame. Uh, <laughs> Take that annihilation. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and I guess that's when, the when she one. When she beated her alternate self, she said, yes, that is Chicago's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a thinker that's a thinker yeah, yeah. i'm glad i'm glad you went there i think i thought it was right. funny in the beginning when you see with the long hair i was like wig that's a wig wig <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering about that she does cut her hair at the very beginning and i was curious if that was to match something else she was already filming or mm-hmm. intentional or like if if she cut it for this but then they shot it after she had cut it yeah, 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 or they 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 couldn't shoot that as the first scene, so they they shot other things. For I was yeah. I was wondering what was the deal with that, but it's I mean, get it out of the way. Be like, yeah. yes, hey, it acknowledges the wigs a lot more than another movie that came out in 2015. Um, the Hateful Eight. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> fantastic, 
it, ah fantastic oh Four. yeah <laughs> uh, which has infamously terrible reshoots right um, right <laughs> uh think of can, other I, things. can I ask in. a question what's what you got it's it, it would have been okay if you said no. Um, I would. Have we're, we're we're live on the air. What's your what's your? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, regarding the box MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. So the whole logic from from hologram lady is once you have a divergent who is strong enough to use the force, yep. um, the Mind world will force, be open. Yes. The world is your oyster, basically. Go yep. out and explore. Um. Why then was the society built on you need to suppress divergence at all costs? And why was this box hidden? Well, it's not a challenge if, like, it doesn't matter. You gotta, there's gotta be stakes, you know. You gotta, I also thought about this. Now you're thinking like Akiva Goldsman, Britain. Yeah, they're, they're playing on, <laughs> if you play on bunny rabbit mode, it's not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I feel like the idea is that there was not that much hatred of divergence and initially in like in the society and then that like developed over time like it was a miscalculation of, or that may have even been part of the it, like let's see how this flowers right, see if it actually works out it w- it would have been nice if they said that in dialogue yeah this w- and was maybe a, they hey, did maybe it was it, one throwaway line in the first movie and we all missed it no it was definitely th- this is all the exposition was coming from the lady in the box, so okay. <laughs> if they can't, if that they, ain't gonna solve they had, it, they had to be uh, efficient with the time. Yeah. You, you can't you can't hold people just having <laughs> having Shirley Woodley stare at a hologram lady for twenty minutes. Well, she I, I do a lot of questions. I do still think this movie is too long. Being twenty minutes shorter than the first movie definitely helped. Yes. Oh, man. It, it went a long way. <laughs> I also they might also explain some of that stuff in the next movie when they actually get out into the world and meet people. Sure, we'll see. It is also going to save that for part two, (laughs) just like Maggie Q's awesome action scene. Yeah, where I'm still waiting. Right, she is here and is now a hugging friend with Triss because they're that close. Part two is going to end with, um, or part one of Allegiant is going to end with like a cliffhanger where it's, uh, it's like. I was gonna say I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a scene from The Walking Dead where they're all uh, in a box and they're like they mess oh. with the wrong people. Yeah, 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 it's it's gonna be that uh, where they're about to break out and it's like Maggie Q and Naomi Watts is there and like uh, Daniel Day Kim is there. <laughs> it's just like everyone's about to do this awesome fight scene that's gonna be the the big showstopper <laughs> at the beginning of the, the of part two and then <laughs> we just never get it. <laughs> they're like it's time for us to fight. <laughs> 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 Credits. Yeah, <laughs> Triss will return. <laughs> um, so, so there's a whole big scene in the middle of the movie where they go to, to visit Candor, and they basically have to bargain to have a trial there yeah. for Four and Triss, um, so that they're not just turned over to erudite. Um, so how how Candor handles trials is that they they inject their subjects with truth serum and basically ask them a series of questions, which is pretty and effective. I, that would be a good way to have a trial. <laughs> but the whole idea is that the harder you try to to lie, the more painful yeah. it is. Um, 
And so uh, basically the whole thing is, is is an excuse for them to to get off the hook and like, okay, Candor's not going to hunt them that, you know, yeah. they get a little bit of freedom for a moment. Um, but then it's revealed that Triss killed Will. Will! Yes. Not Al. Al Correct. was the one who went off the cliff in the last movie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Triss killed Will, and uh, I... Were he and Zoe Kravitz's character a thing? Yes. Like, I know he was, like, part of their friend group. Didn't you see but... his arm around her, Alex? Read the signs. Yeah. I mean, I... I know you can't I, I, read words, but you can read between the lines. I mean, body language. I mean, we're we're st- we're getting into to some hazy territory for me, Britain. <laughs> no, but you can tell that she's upset because she makes the same face she makes in the rest of the movie, only shakier. Well, that's 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 the thing I was getting frustrated by. Of like, okay, we're just doing like some very short term drama. She's going to be yes. over it in like ten minutes, and of course, she is over it, it in about ten minutes. I don't remember if it's when Triss saves her that she's it's, no no, no. It, yeah I, it's, it's even it's earlier basically than that. yeah it's it's when uh when jai courtney invades uh and they all fight back um i th- think there is some sort of sequence where one of them saves the other or something like that and they kind of don't like that's pretty much it because there's there's the trial sequence where she tris has to reveal that she did it um because she it the questioning is very like pointed towards getting her to reveal that it's there's not like a clever way of like why does she have to say this it's like who did you kill (laughs) it's like what you you don't know these people you don't know abnegation you don't know donalds um i want us all to get matching uh baseball caps that say you don't know abnegation (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah they like they they pretty much have that it's something that is like giving her trauma throughout much of the movie and then they get to the end and or not to the end they get to the end of that sequence and then it's kind of like and eh, that's as far as we'll take it uh yeah. she she christina gets upset with her and then they're all like there's bigger fish to fry and then they kind of move on i don't think there's anything in the simulation stuff that like preys on that which probably would have been effective but i also don't know if they maybe they could have get the actor back i don't know like, sh- shouldn't that have been the bit where she has to, like, that's the candor test in the sim? Like, she Maybe has so. to... I-, I don't know. I, I just... I- it feels like, once again, it's a waste of another fine performer, because Zoe Kravitz gets nothing to... I-, I feel like she got she got less to do in this than she oh, did yeah. the first one. Um, yeah. And it's like, isn't Christina supposed to be, like, her best friend? Like... Yeah. I don't know. It's... Yeah, but four is the only one she can trust. She can't even trust herself, Alex. Yeah. I guess. Because last time she did that, somebody got hurt. Yeah, there's like a whole running thing about like she has like a ton of guilt over what's happened. And I get that to a certain degree. And I think that's a fine way to kind of proceed with her having some sort of trauma over the last movie. It just... I mean, maybe it was just I'm still stuck on Tony Goldwyn's just super silly death in the last one, but it felt like she, at least in that movie, she recovered from a lot of very heavy stuff very quickly. I don't know, kind of making that, I don't know. It wasn't handled the best in the last one, so the connective tissue with this one doesn't quite work for me. Yeah. 
It's all a little too this, silly. This movie both benefits from and is like handicapped by a lot of the stuff from the first movie where yeah. it's like it's it it doesn't have to deal with a lot of that, but also that anything that where the ball was dropped in the first one is kinda like, well, we're not gonna get to that now. <laughs> like it yeah. just kinda keeps has, having to carry on, so yeah. Um Another random scene that I did want to mention, speaking of Miles Teller, is that uh the in the end sequence in order to get uh Tris back to the simulation, uh Miles Teller has to sneak into the control center and uh like hack the doors to reopen or whatever um and i really like that sequence that's a good that's a good performance by him it's like pretty much entirely wordless but he like sneaks in and he's like being very like "Mm -hmm, yeah doing this here don't worry about (laughs) me he's kind of like nervous and looking around but not like kind of trying to play cool and then he gets out through the doors and he's like got the this the smug grin on his face um Miles Teller is good. I re- I was looking at Miles Teller. Uh, he was in, so he was in a Whiplash in 2014, and then this year he was in Insurgent and Fantastic Four in 2015. And then he was in A Legion in 2016. Apparently he comes back for that. It's a small blessings. Um, but I'm like, and when was War Dogs? 2016, I think. I was okay. just looking at that, and so uh, I'm. I was looking at that and I was like, has he had a win? Did he have a win between then and Top Gun? Um, I heard Thank You for Your Service was pretty good. Okay. wasn't a uh, hit, but I heard it was I was going to say, he's in uh, several movies that I don't really recognize. Um, where maybe he was good in them or maybe the movies were good, but the, they don't stick out to me. Um, and then he was in Top Gun. So I, I can, I just... <laughs> I'm imagining how it felt to be like I was in Whiplash, and then to be like looking at the the, the reception to these two movies uh, that he was in this year. Um, Top Gun I mean, probably felt pretty good. I mean, I feel like not, removing this from the equation, even just after doing Fan Four Stick, I, I yeah. would be like, I'm done with big budget movies. Yeah. I'm going back to smaller stuff at least for a few years. So similarly, uh, the year before. Uh, this in 2014, same year as Divergent, um, kind of like uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson um, playing siblings and then uh, a love couple in different movies. Shailen Woodley and Ansel Elgort were Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. I didn't realize that was Ansel Elgort. Yep. And then there's siblings in this. Which, I mean, if they came out in the same year, they probably just filmed them when they filmed them. Like right. Godzilla and uh, Age of Ultron. I think those are one year apart. Well, we'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine because. uh, Oh, yeah, they're actors. Miles Teller will come back in Secret Wars alongside uh, Shailene Woodley finally playing Jean Grey for a movie. Okay. Um, I thought thought they were going to come back as their spectacular now characters. Or that. (laughs) She will be from The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. Um, and Miles Teller will be from there. <laughs> She's like, listen, I'm not going to have a lot of screen time in this. <laughs> I don't have a lot of gas in the tank, if you will. Yes. Um, I, I did want to talk real briefly about Akiva Goldsman, and he is one of the co-writers of this one. Mm-hmm. He did not help on the first one, it doesn't look like. No. Um, I think all the writers are new. I, I'm curious if it's just like he's good with schedules... And I mean, I mean, he's, he's he has a he's, clean he's, desk. 
he does a lot of producing, so maybe that is it. Like, he's good at, like, hitting yeah. deadlines, and, like, he'll meet your budgets and whatever. But, like, in terms of genre stuff that he has touched, at least as a writer, he's not got a good track record. And it's basically just, like, he's got a couple of, of decently reviewed films in the 90s, and he's got um, A Beautiful Mind, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cinderella Man. But, like, everything that's not I Am Legend... <laughs> is like it's got terrible reviews i don't know why he keeps getting stuff like this and now he's just like in star trek land now so mm-hmm. he he can just assist with that band and like like destroying the franchise then kind of reviving it then destroying it again then kind of reviving it um but i, I just i don't know he, that's he's a fascinating character every time i listen to an interview with him i'm like i you're either brilliant or you have no clue what's going on. I can't quite figure you out. <laughs> hey, what's the difference? Um, next I, week, we're going to be reviewing the Dark Tower movie, right? <laughs> he did write curious. that. I, <laughs> I think you're, I mean, I think you're right that it is probably him being a producer more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was writer on Batman Forever. Which I mean, eh? who are the other For writers us? on this? Eh? Who are the other writers? Joby Harold and <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Duffield has the other writing credit. Really? I think he made "No One Will Save You." He did. Interesting. And he's a producer on Cocaine Bear. All right. See, I would think. He definitely is. It's more like I'm gonna I'm gonna help write this because like uh, I am going to help you produce the movie and I am like known for being able to do that and like yeah. get it out the door. I, that feels a lot. That feels pretty likely because the if you look at after Cinderella Man, Da Vinci Code, I Am Legend, Angels and Demons. Uh, I don't know exactly what Winter's Tale is. That's like a magical realism Winter, movie where Winter's uh, Tale, The Fifth Will Wave. The devil. Um, let me see. You wrote Rings. I don't know what Rings is. It's a sequel to the to the ring. Is it? Is it a sequel? Okay. Well, whatever. Um, that had like that was other with like three writers. Um, and then Dark Tower as well. All of those are adapted screenplays. All of those are adapted from novels. So I feel like that is a. I feel like that's probably part of it. Is like I can I can create something that, and I think I don't think any of those are, like major failures in term the ones that he adapted. I don't know about the fifth wave. Yeah. Uh, I I think some of those uh, failed pretty hard. The fifth wave was produced by Tobey Maguire, um, <laughs> but no, like the uh, Angels and Demons. How much did Angels and Demons make? Because isn't that the that's, that's like yeah, the, that's Dan Brown, yeah. Yeah, that that made a fine profit. Like Da Vinci Code was pretty big. Oh yeah. Like the I I think, I mean Dark Tower was, what did, what did Dark Tower's box? Dark Tower probably was like a, a tax write off. <laughs> like it was it wasn't like awful enough to be like oh wow look we it, lost it, money it, on it but it paid the bills for for like a month or two for yeah, Idris yeah. Elba and Matthew McConaughey. You can't be let mad him, about that. Let him move some money around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like I, that, that is interesting looking back at that because I think that is almost certainly it's like he probably got away from being like 
I'm going to write my own original things. It's it's more just. And actually, iRobot is from. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Asimov, happened? Yeah. yeah, which is probably very. Although funny. it has like next to nothing yeah. to do <laughs> with Asimov, but. Whatever. <laughs> Someone's watched Foundation once. Uh, excuse me. I've watched most of season one of Foundation. <laughs> there you go. But I can't read. <laughs> so I just look for Lee Pace's face and click on it. It may not be accurate to Asimov's work in the slightest. I have no idea. Because I don't read. <laughs> Has Lee Pace at any point said, Picture this. A robot. It has laws. A weird space with like floating discs or something. There's a couple of, of, of moments where he has to give pretty lengthy speeches, if I remember correctly. And those are there's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. okay. Here for it. I don't remember a lot of <laughs> I give Insurgent a C plus. Ooh. High praise from me for Insurgent. I'm still just uh just a D. There you go. We'll see where Allegiant lands. It's it's really not terrible, but it's I still not. You give all of these a D, Britain. I think yeah. that would be aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> did it, did it, Alex? I'm gonna go D plus. Mm. One step higher than what I gave the last one. I think it's kneecapped by a lot of the flaws from the last one. It's slightly more interesting. There's there's you know, a couple of actors that I like, but I, I could say that about the last one. Like, nobody's terrible in it. It's just, yeah. it's a misuse of everyone. I, it um, is a little less silly than the previous one, which is a good thing, but also in ways a detriment. In some ways, no, it's not, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a scene of people that implies people stared sadly at Shailene Woodley for an hour. That's true. And we don't get the Tony Goldwyn death scene, which is still one of the most baffling things I've ever seen. <laughs> no, we, we get a we get a similar one with Ray Stevenson. Right. It's an, it's not the same level though. It's it's, no, it's not the same. It can't compete. Yeah. Um which is what they yeah, say to I, Miles Teller. You can't come, Pete. You're a you're a, a betrayer. Sure. All right. It wasn't as good as the Thomas and Hayden Church bit, but <laughs> you're just you're just chasing that high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, real quick, because I, I I have no idea what the plot of the next one is, and there probably isn't much of one, <laughs> right? Um, like I I just imagine it'll be like the structure, like this the the structure of two movies, Allegiance Part One and right. Two, is going to be like the first movie stretched over two movies, where it's like the first half is. Build up, build up. Nothing's really happening. Build up, build up, yeah. and then the, and now yeah. the plot is ready to begin. <laughs> the end. <laughs> but so now they're ready to go beyond like their home and like go out and explore. Yeah. I feel like that would be the end of the story, where like yeah. the realization is like, oh, we don't need to rely on the faction system, like we can do other things. People have to be able to make their own choices. What does and... that look like, Alex? But then what is the plot of the next one? Like, I don't, I, it seems like this is a natural ending is what I'm trying to say. That's, that's just the, the infernal puzzle box that is divergent. There's so much to learn. I know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm not a divergent. I can't figure it out. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. Hey, next week, can we all take a quiz and find out which one we are? Yeah. I think oh, the first. Oh, on the first sim test, I would have failed. I'd be <laughs> I'd be dead before you. Knew I mean, it. like a BuzzFeed. <laughs> I'm not going to make you imagine like fighting a dog or, you know, yeah, yeah. punching your aunt or something. I, I'd see a house on fire and go, nope. <laughs> Abnegation. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I want to wear a gray sack and hang out in the think, Flintstones house. At, at the the faction names continue to be very fascinating, and as they go on, I think the biggest gift continues to be abnegation. I think that continues to be the one that's yes. just like, what? Are you abnegating? At one point in this, I think it's in this movie, Kate Winslet goes, how very amity of you. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait. Academy Award under Kate Winslet. Word, Kate what did Winslet. you say? Okay, if any if anyone listening is is good at making the memes, because we we invite anyone to send us memes, can somebody make "Are you abnegating?" and it's it's um it, it's Tony Goldwyn and Ashley Judd with the that perplexed look on their faces, and they're like, "Our children left us," and it's "Are you abnegating?" It's uh, Amelia Clark. It's the you know about Terminators, but her going, "Are you abnegating?" <laughs> <laughs> see tyler in case you don't have a meme i just described one how very amity of you <laughs> uh, i do have a meme actually i'm gonna dive what? i'm gonna dive right into this before recommendations i'm gonna mix Please. it up oh uh, let's just goodness. knock it out this is from joseph um but you reminded me of it and i was like you know what let's let's go ahead and dive in um because the the caption or the su- email subject of joseph's email is that email being here come the sequels uh at gmail.com so throwing that out there um the subject is melvin do question mark oh Um, no (laughs) (laughs) and i do need to confirm confirm one thing about this before i accurately describe the meme um okay anyway um There is th- this meme is centered around a photo of uh, Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and it looks. I guess it must be Linda Cardellini. She looks very different in this photo, but I don't. I don't know who else it would be. And I think that photo also comes up when I search the internet. So sure, um, they're all hanging around. They look like they're having a good time. Matthew Lillard has uh, what appears to be like transition sunglasses, uh, and you know that has that vibe going um and they're all kind of kind of a weird candid photo none of them are looking quite like at at any particular camera in the background there is a poster of uh what looks to be the 2002 scooby-doo movie hanging around there um and you know there's some other stuff maybe it's it's probably some sort of premiere something like that um and uh and this photo is being posted by brianna hatchett there's a hatchet emoji. I don't, I don't know what that's about. It's Brianna Hatchet. Um, <laughs> at, <laughs> on, on Twitter. Um, and the, the, what, the, what they've said here is that Scooby-Doo premiere. Wow. Parentheses 2002 and four actors. And then there's a, there's a quote tweet above this. And that says, I was trying to figure out who was missing and realized Scooby isn't real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's sort of the, <laughs> the revelation is like ah of course there should See, be five 
It's only well, that's, four. That's <laughs> why you have the Melvin Dew actor there as a stand-in. Right. <laughs> sure. Should have been there. Uh, yeah. That way anyway. everyone can go, wait, who's that guy? And then they do their research, and then they become enlightened. <laughs> that, was, that was a good meme, Joseph. Thank you. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, Ere You Died Tonight. Alex, mm-hmm. what do you have to recommend? Uh, I have been prepping for Invincible Season 2 by rewatching Invincible Season 1. I think I liked it more this time around. Basically, I think the show is very strong, but I I do think it falls a bit short in some ways. Uh, It becomes a bit too formulaic for me in spots. Basically, for me, I'm kind of seeing two shows at once. There's the super dark, like heavy on world building, like superhero show that I really like. Like, I like just the the interesting ways that it's able to build, like, well, if there was a, a world of superheroes, what would that look like? And, like, forming teams and, like, the, the government connections and, like, all, like how the technology gets built and, like, all that stuff. And the, the conspiracy with, with Omni-Man. Um, all that stuff I really like. And then there's, like, the teen drama bit <laughs> that feels just a little too, oh, I've seen Spider-Man before. Sure. Um that stuff I feel like is a bit slow in places. I don't really care for it all that much, but it, you know, it's fine. It does the job. It's not terrible. Um, but I really like the show. It's quite rich. Like the voice acting is just really cool. And it's, it's nice, especially I've only seen the first episode of season two, but it's really nice because Amazon prime has that feature where you can pause it and it'll give you some of the actors that are included in the scene. Um, and then it's fun to try and like, guess and be like oh that's who i think that is and then you pause and you're like oh i got it (laughs) um so that's quite fun seth rogan is an alien and that's fun are you gonna watch the adam eve spinoff yeah i think so i i i I, jacobs is awesome that's between seasons one and two right yeah i think it was like this watch watching at least the first episode of season one it didn't seem like it was necessary viewing, but I'll probably think go back and watch it anyway. I think it's like an origin story kind of thing. Oh, okay. I understand. Um, gotcha. That's a great. There's actor. there's one actor who I'm very curious. There's there's one who so far because they've released four episodes of season two, and then I think they're taking a short break and then coming back in January. I think they've confirmed. I hope um, for the last four of season two. There's one actor who, pretty sure the character will come back in the second half and that's why they've already set the seat up um but it's the ending of like episode two or three i'm very excited alex for you to get there and be like wait what (laughs) because (laughs) it's it's a good it's a good just random cast okay Um, that kind of comes out of nowhere Um, i mean if this got to like you know seasons three or four like i could see us like doing invincible for the podcast like i think the you know the, the seasons are short enough they're manageable enough and like for the most part, it feels there is kind of an epi- semi-episodic nature to it, of course. Yeah. Um, and there are some quote-unquote like filler storylines, I guess. Um, yeah, but Jonathan Groff is there. <laughs> the, right, <laughs> my man. Um, but yeah, I, I like the show quite a bit, and I, I'm I, I feel like I've mistimed it. I probably should have waited a little bit longer to 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 go with <laughs> when the rest of to. season two is being released because I'm going to finish yeah. this in like the next couple of days, probably. But it is really good. 
I would like to read the comic at some point. Uh, the voice cast is awesome. Uh, Walton Goggins might be my favorite performance so as Cecil. Mm-hmm. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to wait until the whole season two is dropped. Partially because that gives me time to watch other TV because I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. Um, I am going to, I think I'm going to get on Gen V maybe this week. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, I'll get uh, back to watching, not reading, the rest of Foundation at some point. <laughs> yeah, but I am excited to get to more of them. Um, Tyler, anything to... Yeah, I, I watched uh, Last Christmas. Uh, I, Britain, have you recommended this previously? Or just, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, Big fan. And I really, really enjoyed it. Amelia Clark and Henry Golding and having a Michelle Yeoh. good time. Michelle Yeoh just hanging out in a very, like fun kind of oddball performance from her um yeah it's it's just it's really good um maybe the best amelia clark performance i've seen i think it is i think i think it's good it's it's the it's the performance i've seen that most lets her just be like charismatic um it it uses every part of her like every part of her particular charm and appeal and ability is in that movie (laughs) Yes. Yes. Alex, have you seen this? No, I, I've seen the her 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 number at the end. That's yes. all I've seen. Yes, she gets a musical Great. number at the end, and she's like really good, and she's yeah. singing. It's not. I, it's I not don't a, know anything about the plot. All I know is Paul Feig did it. I think it, right. it was mm-hmm. one of his first movies after the the Ghostbusters movie didn't go well for him. So right. Um, and there is uh, it is a. A hard movie to like recommend, Britain. I, re- I think I remember you talking about this. That it's like it's hard to be like yes, wholeheartedly because there is a a spin on it. Um, yeah. It's not like just a wholeheartedly, um, you know, classic. Pun uh, not feel feel good. Yes, uh, feel good uh, rom com kind of thing. It's there's there's more to it than that. It, it is bittersweet. Yeah, I would say in some ways. Um, uh, Tony Goldwyn sacrifices himself. <laughs> Tony Goldwyn shows up and immediately uh, has to sacrifice himself to stop Erudite. And it's very There's a bomb strange. in it's Big not Ben. At all. I'll save you. I'll save you, Amelia. <laughs> um, but I, I really, your really plan to it. save Big Ben was to just jump off of Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie that I, I really think the marketing messed that movie up, and people mm-hmm. then blamed the movie because. The, the marketing made it look like a wacky, like a frothy rom-com set to Wham's music. And in some ways yeah. it is that. It is. It's also more than that. Yeah. Um, in a way that I think the movie manages to work really effectively. Yes. But people went in expecting something else. And so they viewed the movie as a disappointment. Well, I think the movie was it did a very good job at its goal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she is she is tremendous in that. If I if I had a nickel for uh, every time Amelia Clark was in something that uh, set up things very very well for the uh, finale, <laughs> but then was still upsetting to people because they were not prepared and were not yeah kind of uh, <laughs> the right audience for what the movie was going for, uh, I'd have two nickels. So, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> yes. No that that movie like should have been a like seismic Alex, shift in you, her career. Are you really? Where, where people really like confused about this. Oh, this is what she can do. Let's let's put her in things like this because, yeah, every everything she can do is in that movie. Is it just two nickels or is it three? Because I'm also thinking solo. Ah, uh, uh, 
Solo is like under you. This is like the plot does something. Yeah. That changes kind of how you view. Yeah. Darth Maul shows up and is like, you will join me now. Right. (laughs) Help me sing Christmas carols. (laughs) (laughs) Um. That was stupid. Britain Britain recommends something before I try to formulate a Star Wars Christmas Carol. uh, A legs a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I uh, watched a movie that I really, really, really liked from earlier this year. I watched Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Ah. Um, The new movie from Kelly Freeman Craig, who made Edge of Seventeen. Tyler and I are both big, big fans of that movie. Um, And she done done did it again. This is, of course, based on the uh, extremely influential book by judy bloom which i've never read um for obvious reasons but it is uh it's a really really good movie about a young girl named uh of course margaret who finds her life uprooted at age 11 when her parents um want to move uh from new york to new jersey leaving behind her grandmother and her friends and so she goes through puberty and she goes through making friends and are these good friends and who is she gonna be it, there's a lot about religion in the movie and without being like a strictly religious movie, which I also found impressive. Mm. Um, and just kind of deciding who, who she is and who she's going to be. Um, and I just found it much like I just 17. It has a really great sense of finding the comedy in these times in a young woman's life without making her the joke. Like it finds the comedy in you know, her body changing and periods and all that stuff without ever making fun of her for experiencing those things and without ever, like, feeling a, a teasing or anything. It's a very human movie, which I think Edge of Seventeen is as well. Um, Margaret is played by Abby Ryder Fortson, I think is her name, mm-hmm. and I believe she played Cassie Lang in the yep. first two Ant-Man uh, things um, before Endgame did the, and then Quantumania. Um, she's very good. Uh, her dad is played by Benny Softy. Um, he's, he's quite good. Her grandma is played by Kathy Bates, who's awesome. Uh, and her mom is played by Rachel McAdams, who I'm just going to go ahead and say should be nominated for an Oscar for it. It's a stunning performance. She, the, the movie really, uh, without like shifting the focus too much, really kind of hones in on that character and says, okay, what is she going through? And the, the movie is so attuned to that character, but so attuned to that performance. Like I always like Rachel McAdams. She's great. Um, you know, she's done like a lot of romances and stuff. She's really funny in game night. Um, Mm -hmm. she's really good in spotlight. Like she's great, but this is, this performance is like peak what her for now, at least of what I've seen of her, seen her in, um, it's very funny. It's very like loose and relatable. And she's like a really charming approachable person, which she is in all of her movies. But then there's these other layers as you start to understand like what this character has gone through the way she takes you through that is so effective and moving. Like there are so many like just takes from her, like facial expressions and gestures. They're just like burned into my brain. I think it is such a good performance that even if the rest of the movie doesn't feel like quite your cup of tea, watch it for her. She's amazing. Um, But I think the movie, and I'm saying this as a 35 year old man, I, I, the movie totally worked on me. Like I thought it was very effective and funny and touching and sweet and, uh, bittersweet at times and it, it never really shied away from realities of difficulties of that time without ever getting graphic 
visually or emotionally. It never feels mm-hmm. mean. It never feels like, whoa, we got, hey, I get it, but, like, you got a little too dark. The movie, I think, feels very rare. They're like, hey, 11-year-olds may be watching this, but so are people, like, 11-year-old girls are watching this, but so are women who used to be 11-year-old girls. And I think it it splits that really, really effectively. Um, so I liked it a lot. Um, get it from the library. Find it how you find it. But definitely get out there and watch it and really get out there and see Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Just a good movie. I've been circling around that one. I, like I, I think both you and your wife. I think you and your wife yeah. are both. Yeah, that became after I saw that I was like, I need everyone who knows who Rachel McAdams is to see this. Uh, it's a good one. So. Well, if you uh, want to see how we wrap up the thrilling conclusion uh, <laughs> to the Divergent franchise, um, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. Like I said, you can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Blue Sky, for whatever reason, we're all it's all out there. Adventure is out there. <laughs> Every time you say just Blue Sky, like, I think you're making it up. Just like when the Chicagoans go into the Great Unknown, leave the, the safety of the Great Bean to <laughs> find new worlds to conquer. Um, always holding him in their heart. <laughs> but understanding that they must uh, spread his message far and wide. (laughs) (laughs) Hallowed being thy name. (laughs) And also with bean. (laughs) (laughs) Are you there, bean? It's me, Tris. I've been Tyler. <laughs> I've been Britain. And I've been Alex. And you're having a good night. <laughs> <laughs>